Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Listen up, team. We're on our fourth Samuel L. Jackson 101 movie, and I know you're tired, but we gotta pull it together for this episode about sports drama Coach Carter. Junkies, we got this. Now put your hands in. Junkies on three. One, two, three, junkies! Fill me up with a barrel full of monkeys As I hit being bored, I hate being bored Love me up cause I'm such a junkie Every day all I want is more So entertain me, entertain me right now So entertain Welcome to the Pop Culture Junkie Podcast. I'm Nicole, and I'm here with my fellow junkies. Alex. And Haley. And today, we are back to our Samuel L. Jackson one-on-one class with a lesson on Coach Carter. This movie is based on the true story of Coach Ken Carter, who benched his entire high school basketball team during a winning season when they failed to meet his academic standards. So, let's talk about this movie. Okay, first of all, I just now found out that this was based on the true story. Excuse me? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Right. Wow, that's, that's why, inspirational. Like, we we're just talking about the ending is like real. Wow. It's show. Yeah, good times. So yeah, so this movie came out in 2005, which was my senior year of high school. And I remember seeing it in the theater. This is what I, I like to say that this is one of three movies that inspired me to become a teacher. Awesome. Yeah. So I, I've, I've seen it a few times. It was good going back and like revisiting it. But I definitely, now that I'm 10 years into my teaching career, I I had to laugh at, at a few different things and kind of came at it from a teacher's lens. So I'll be sure to share some of my thoughts about that. But yeah. yeah. See, I never watched this movie because I got to be straight with you. I don't like watching sports movies. Ever since watching Hardball, I feel like sports movies just pull at my heartstrings. Yeah. And Were you waiting for someone to die the whole time? <laughs> I was. I was very scared. I mean, someone I was did really. Die. I mean, yeah, yeah, they weren't part of the team. No, no. But even still, like, I don't know. It's just too emotional for me. So mm-hmm. I try to avoid bas- like just sports movies. But uh, I'm glad we watched this because this is probably my most favorite movie of all the movies we've watched so far. Nice. I back that up. I obviously I've heard about the movie. I don't know if I've actually sat down and watched the whole thing in full. But I definitely remember seeing some parts of it. I agree. I'm a fan of sports movies, but I would agree. I would say this is probably one of my favorite movies that we watch between Samuel L. and Keanu Reeves. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I feel like the whole part of it being a true story, the acting and how the movie was actually all put together in the story was really good. I really enjoyed actually sitting down and watching this movie. It didn't feel like the two and a half hours or whatever it was. Yeah, it was long, but but it it didn't feel long. Yeah. Let's talk about the cast of this movie because it is pretty stacked. Mm-hmm. Obviously, mm-hmm. You, we've got Samuel L. Jackson who plays Coach Ken Carter, right? The title character. Yep. But then there's a lot of other people that I kept going, oh, hey, that's mm-hmm. so-and-so. So like um, Robert Richard who played his son, Damien. Mm-hmm. He was on this show like when I was a kid called Cousin, Cousin Skeeter. Skeeter! <laughs> Cousin Mother Loving Skeeter! Dude, that show with is the good. puppet. Yes. Oh, man. <laughs> So good. so good. And I completely forgot about it until I was watching this and I was like, no way. Yeah. It's the puppet kid. I will oh, say his man. eyes were so dreamy. He's a good looking dude. He really is. Did you have you watched Cousin Skeeter, no. Nicole? No. No, it was way before your day. Yeah, that's, that's like <laughs> such a throwback to anybody kind of growing up in the 90s. Yeah. And what, it was Nickelodeon, wasn't uh-huh, it? Uh-huh, it was yeah. Nickelodeon. Cousin and Skeeter. so Cousin Skeeter, Cousin Skeeter is a puppet. <laughs> and he's the only puppet in this entire like live action like comic like comedy oh sitcom. And he's funny. It was good. Yeah, it was so good. Good times. And then Rick Gonzalez, who plays Timo, mm-hmm. I know him obviously most recently from The Flash. He's on the Flash? No. Yeah. Who's he playing the Flash? Um, or no, it was Arrow. Well, I guess it's all one and the same. Mm-hmm. But on Arrow, he was like the 
The Hockey Mask. Oh, it might have um, been before I stopped watching it. He uh, he was also well. So he's I, on DC Legends of Tomorrow too. Yeah, he's on all of those like Arrowverse okay. shows. He plays Rene Ramirez mm. is his character, but then he's he's some sort of vigilante in a hockey yeah, mask. I don't remember him. Yeah, Arrowverse. And then he was on a show that I watched called Reaper that was short lived. It was only heard of that. a couple seasons, but he was one of the main characters on that show too. So. It was yeah. good seeing him in this, too. Ashanti is in this movie, too. Yeah. I was like, what? What's up, girl? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about her, too. Like, all of these mm-hmm. people. It's such a, like, it's a, a good cast. Yeah. Blast from the past. And then Channing Tatum. Oh, yeah. Channing which, Tatum is on there. His this, first uh, movie. His first yeah. movie. I can't believe that. Yeah. I feel like all of his roles are the same, where he plays, like, like the a bad white boy yeah. in the in, in, a, in the hood? Yeah, I didn't yeah, know how to say it. I gotta it, say, when I was watching this, yeah. he sounded a lot like Eminem on 8 Mile. Yeah. yeah. Like Which is weird because he's like from a small country town in Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't Complete understand. Opposite. Yeah, I don't get that that's the trajectory that uh, his career Now I gotta took. see, when did 8 like, Mile yeah. come out? It's so And was I wondering, 2002. <laughs> so... <laughs> It could they be were very well that there's some sort of influence there. And then I was excited to see Adrian Bailon in it, but oh. she did not even have a role. She's from Cheetah Girls. Oh, dude, oh yeah, that's no, who she that did. Was. Yeah, she was yeah. the friend. She was, I was saw her and I was like, oh my god, sweet, she's gonna be in this. And then no, she just, she's never shown. She's like two lines. Yeah, yeah. I'm like what the heck? I thought she was gonna have a bigger part because I don't know. I feel like at the time maybe she wasn't that big yet, but. Okay, her no. character, Anna Shanti and Channing Tatum, I don't know if you guys picked up on this as much as I did, but it was, like, really bugging me how how much they were, like, trying to sound like high schoolers mm-hmm. in the inner city. Mm-hmm. Like, I felt like okay. they just kept pushing out that, almost like yeah. that, an inflection, like a vocal inflection, kind of mm-hmm. almost like an accent where I was like, this is not believable. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Channing Tatum <laughs> plays the same roles. I <laughs> felt, I, yeah, I kind of believe that. I mean, other yeah. than like thinking like, oh, this is Eminem and 8 Mile. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> after a while, I got used to it. Like, all of those mm-hmm. basketball players, I felt like I knew yeah. going growing up in high school. Yeah. And this I, this came out my sophomore year of high school. Oh, there you go. So, like, you know, I was like, oh, I know, I know these kids. Yeah. Oh, and then Octavia Spencer shows up. Oh, yeah. Like, as a... The mom, Junior yeah. Battle's mom. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. Octavia Spencer, she's a beast. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, who would have known that she would have gone on to have such a crazy career? Yeah. Right? I didn't and know. Yeah. Bob Costas. Bob Costas? You guys, yeah, I don't know if you guys oh, yeah. know who he is. But when he came up and he started doing, like, the whole news segment on how he's striking or whatever, I'm yeah. like, what? Is this like why are you in this movie? I get it. He's a huge oh, sports the news broadcaster. Like, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. I get, but I'm like, how did they? How did they get? Him? That makes me wonder. Like with the true story back then, I'd I'm, I'd be interested to hear from like the the real life people mm-hmm. because obviously you know like Hollywood dramatizations make things bigger than yeah. they are. And I'm like, was this really being talked about like on Sports Center? Like, was this as big of a deal and, yeah. as they made it out to be? Or was it just like kind of this small town? Do you know when this actually happened? When the Coach Carter uh, story? Because I feel like maybe I would have. Oh, 1999. 1999. Yeah. Mm. Which well, also yeah, makes sense with fashion. some of the like fashion choices. That they had and the music they were listening to, yeah. it gave me very like I mean, late '90s vibes. I, okay, yeah, yeah, it mm-hmm. did give me some late '90s vibes. The music kind of felt like when they was over here, like talking about like to the window, to the oh, wall. Oh yeah, yeah. I was like, no, I remember that. I was high school. <laughs> oh yeah, I was that's definitely true. That's true. And that totally was. Yeah, like my junior senior year. <laughs> it was the it was the re- the long basketball shorts like down to their ankles for mm-hmm. me, <laughs> where I was like, um, <laughs> that's not the style anymore. Yeah, this movie is great. And it's so fitting for right now, too, because, you know, we're in the middle of the NBA finals. That's so, true. you know, this is a good this was a good yeah. watch. So I was like, you know, being that I am from Boston mm-hmm. and being that the Celtics are <laughs> in the NBA finals. Yes. And I am rooting for them. Thank you very much. I appreciate your. Of course. Oh, I no, am. I am too. It. Oh, I can't. I can't root for another Western Conference team that eliminated my team you know so yeah default go i'll accept that (laughs) so according to the real life coach ken carter he said 98.5 percent of the film is true to my own life and what happened to me really yeah so don't know necessarily about the other characters but from his perspective anyway it's true Mm -hmm. to kind of how he yeah i think 
I guess judging the movie based on the story is kind of hard because it's based on a real life story. Because mm-hmm. there was a point when I was watching it and I was feeling, okay, is this a movie not only just about the team, but is this also about Coach Carter learning his own lessons, like finding some sort of like enlightenment through this mm-hmm. story? But I don't mm-hmm. think in the movie he really learns anything other than watching these kids grow up. Yeah. And like, yeah. I mean, I think the the scene where he's going to quit and he comes back into the gym and the kids are all there and they're mm-hmm. all studying and they're like, we've got stuff to do. Get out of here. I, I think that part and then the part where Timo comes to his house after the shooting, mm-hmm. I think those two things maybe not explicitly show like teaching him a lesson, but I do think they help him deal with like or come to a realization mm-hmm. of yeah. one, I don't know the full story about these kids mm-hmm. And then two, like people can surprise you. Like mm-hmm. don't don't just automatically default to like worst case scenario and right. like allow people to surprise you. Or like yeah. even when the team stepped up and started doing the push ups and the I was and just the about to say that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was that was definitely that was one of my favorite parts, I think. Because part. I feel like that was a moment when they realized they needed to come together as a team. And once they did that, that's when everything started yeah. falling in place Building for them. Up, yeah. 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 I love this movie because it, because you know, it's about you know breaking the status quo. And mm-hmm. you know, now that I I I got to confess, I once the credits started, I kind of turned it off. So I didn't see the slideshow. So I didn't know <laughs> it was part of a real story. But, you know, it's about breaking the status quo. It's about like becoming like a person and like just trusting yourself and like, you know, Figuring out your own destiny and being in control of your life, mm-hmm. no matter what other people say, no matter no matter what lane they put you through, you get to decide your own destiny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's what I got out of this movie, and it was great. Yeah, I agree. I also like how the principal finally came to his side. Mm-hmm. I mean, I see both points. Like, they have a set GPA that the students need to meet, but then he was like, no, I'm going to raise it because I want my students to be better. What do you guys think? Do you think the contract was a little too much it was for too them? Much. For me, if I was his student, I would have left. I would not be there. Mm-hmm. I would have hated him. I'm like, yo, this coach is overreacting. Would you have left him for the contract or because what he was making them do, like the suicides and everything? I think it was all of it. All, honestly, every single thing, the contract, the suicides, like a th- two, like thousand push-ups. Like, mm-hmm. it was just too much. Like, bro, you really like yeah. out here like, and now I can't play because like, I, now I'm bound to this contract that i mm-hmm. barely understand i don't know i would have i would have left i'm glad that those students did stay you know and like really find that and you know but i just thinking of just high school alex i would mm-hmm. i would have not yeah i would have just i don't know what is well, and we see that twice we see mm-hmm. timo leave and mm-hmm. we see junior leave and they kind of got to go through that process of like figuring out does this actually matter to me mm-hmm. um That's a good point, yeah I think all of them kind of go through that process a little maybe bit. I, maybe yeah. I would have come back. And then the Timo thing yeah. where he, his friend gets shot in front of him, and then he's like, yeah, this is not the lifestyle that I want to live. I need to get back into yeah. basketball so it can change my life around. Well, and what's really – okay, so I guess bringing in a little bit of my, like, teacher eyes. So I thought it was, it was so funny because was it, it wasn't like a 2.3 GPA, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I'm <laughs> dying over here. I'm like, this whole town is up in arms – because he's requiring a 2.3 GPA. That's like, it's like a C minus average. Yeah. Wow. Like, I graduated with a 2.3 GPA. The, but the, <laughs> like, High school. Too. It's just so funny to me that like, you know, that's, I could see if it was a 3.0, right? Yeah, or a yeah. 3.5. But like a 2.3. Mm-hmm. I'm like, y'all, bare minimum. But I mean, the requirement but, was a 2.0. But, but at the same time, it's like, I also, I deal with, I run a program at my school where the minimum GPA requirement is 2.5 really? uh, to be involved in the program. And we have had so many students not meet that requirement that we've gotten to the point where we graduate past everybody, regardless of their GPA. We also have like he had service hours as part of his contract. We have that as part of our contract. Same thing. They don't meet the hours. They graduate from the program. So it used to be you have to meet these requirements in order to graduate from the program. So many kids quit meeting the requirements that we then shifted it to everybody graduates from the program, participation trophy kind of thing. Mm. And if you meet the requirements, here's a fancy certificate saying, congratulations, you met the requirements. And as a teacher, I'm like, 
then what is the point of anything that we're doing? You know, that makes me yeah. think, though, because as a high school student, like I said, I graduated with a 2.3, I believe, 2.4 maybe. But I know it was low, low, low two point something. And I failed. I got to that point, uh, that grade point average, mostly because I didn't want to be involved in school. Mm-hmm. I just did the minimum requirements. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And I'm wondering, like, if that really is what makes a student. Like, is that really, like, giving them this, like, Like a place to Benchmark, yeah. To, like, like to, to, to graduate in order to, like, be, like, the best student they can be. Whether, you know, they're just doing it just because they have to and they're going to meet the minimum requirements to Mm -hmm. just finally get a diploma or whether kids are actually motivated to maybe get a 3.5, 4.0. Yeah. But I know I was not that kid. Yeah, it's it's interesting because I like I definitely side with Coach Carter on what he's doing, especially in that like his his overall message was like cool, you want to play basketball? Like, you and everybody else. Like, mm-hmm. that's not your realistically the future for, for most of you guys. So uh, what I'm trying to do is just give you choice so that you actually – and I feel like that's the big thing. Like, whether your choice is to go to college or your choice mm-hmm. is to play basketball or your choice is to do this, that, or the other thing, it's just to have choice. I actually had a student several years ago, super talented. He was, like, huge. He was, like, six six or something. He was massive. And he played on the basketball team. I think it was the year that – the high school I taught at won the state championship. This kid was so talented. He had all of these colleges scouting him. And I mean like UCLA, USC, like North Carolina, like major universities scouting this kid. And he had a, a school from California, university from California say like you're in if you get a 3.0 GPA. And or, and then, no, it wasn't even 3.0. It was like 2.8, right? It was below. You're in, but you have to basically pass your remaining classes with a C. He was in my class. He had an F. You teach English, right? Yeah. And I sat down with him and had this conversation and he, and he told me, you know, I need to, I need to pass your class. And I go, okay, here's what you need to do, right? Gave him a list. Here's what you got to do to pass. Not only did he fail my class that year, he failed two of his other classes. Man. He didn't get into the university. He ended up going overseas and playing like uh, European yeah. basketball for a while. Yeah. Last I heard, he was working at a call center. Never, never went to college, never got his degree, um, isn't playing basketball anymore. And I don't know. I feel like that, you know, he, he didn't have choices for his future because he didn't set himself up to be able to make those choices. So he and didn't graduate? He graduated, okay. yeah. But he didn't get a high enough GPA to get into the, the university, yeah. So I don't know. I, it's, it's interesting watching this movie and living it, very similar experiences and if anything, I'm like, man, I wish I had Samuel Jackson's <laughs> conviction and courage yeah, to say, hold like, their feet to the fire. How do you feel about the requirements that he held? And like even just asking for progress reports. If you were one of those teachers <laughs> who would have to put together a progress report, some extra stuff that you are Dude, not required to do, but this coach. So I actually wrote this down. It? I put um Absolutely no teacher on the planet would be bothered by academic accountability for athletes. 100%. Like, there is no teacher that would go, what? Mm-hmm. Progress reports? I mean, there was that one teacher that went up on the board, <laughs> in front of the board. He's like, I got to write more things for this guy. <laughs> I, know. I was dying. I was like, if anything, every teacher I've ever known has begged for academic accountability for their athletes and been like, I'll give you progress reports. Like I'll hold tutoring. I'll do anything. Just like that one teacher where he's like, he's like a solar eclipse. Like he shows up sometimes (laughs) and whenever he does, it's kind of fun or whatever. But yeah, yeah. in high school I was a dancer and my coach, she would get our grade reports. Like, I don't know if it was weekly or monthly, but if you were failing a class, she would have you sit out of practice Mm -hmm. because she wanted your grades to be good. And same thing with my sorority at ASU. If we had to do like check-ins during progress report time about and have our teachers 
physically sign a piece of paper showing that we were passing that class in order to stay active in that sorority. So I mean, yeah, pass to play is a pretty it's a pretty common practice. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I thought was really funny with like just from a teacher perspective is when they were doing that tournament against like the super white school mm. called the Cougars, which is hilarious <laughs> to me. And then afterwards they go to the party and they're all drinking and having sex and the whatever. I just wrote down lawsuits. <laughs> There's no way that they would just be like slap on the wrist, back on the bus to yeah. Richmond High School. Like coach would have been fired. Mm-hmm. Those kids probably they would have been arrested. There those parents would have been suing the school. I'm like there is just no know. way. I There's was no pretty, way. I was pretty wild. But on a school. school trip? Yeah. <laughs> oh man, we got in trouble. But Dang you know, us. there was like times where they would take us to different colleges like in New York and San Francisco and Philadelphia and we would find any sort of reason to just like be wild. <laughs> so funny. And uh, we 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 get slapped on the wrist. Don't do that. <laughs> Stop it. You're this, you're representing us. And be like, whatever. Uh, I'm trying to turn up. That was honestly such a funny scene when he shows up, or when the daughter the taxi oh, no. cab driver was like, oh, "Are yeah. you looking for your boys?" <laughs> Shout out to yeah. the taxi cab. And he guy. just drives in there. I'm like, "Dang, you I'll are not. You're a snitch." <laughs> uh, but yeah. yeah, then he walks in. His son's just making out in the hot tub. Oh I mean, the God, thing though, they weren't doing anything. Like, nah. they were just being kids. They were just at a party. The kid was literally up. having sex upstairs. That's not being kids. Yeah, they were drinking. Damn, I don't know what kind of youths you guys lived. Here's, well, not that, first of all. <laughs> but also, like, because I've had to go on many, several, like, like out-of-state field trips with students. Mm-hmm. And we, like, shut it down. <laughs> like, we have ways. I'm not going to reveal them on the podcast. I don't know why I thought in case a high ways schooler is listening app. to. No, that too. <laughs> no, we have ways to ensure that kids don't leave their room and we have like ways of knowing if they mm. did mm. leave their room. So, we have all sorts of trickery that goes down. I mean, we how we many, busted kids for playing cards I against know humanity. How many teachers would go with you guys? So, we would have I've had two different experiences. I've had like uh trips with like 50 students and we've had like 6 to 8 teachers. And then I've had trips with like 30 students and we've only had three mm. adults. So. Yeah. See, we, there was one time we went to San Francisco and we did some wild shit in the hotel and <laughs> there was one student that was roomed with one of the teachers and there were only two teachers. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. That's a little weird. What? That's weird. So, I feel like, so uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> so like we felt so bad for him. A and, student roomed with a teacher. We felt so bad. <laughs> But, I'm like, I'm just going to go sleep on someone's floor. It's so illegal. <laughs> yeah, but I think that's why it was so easy for them to find out when we were up to something. Yeah. Because like, oh, wait. Dang. So-and-so's not here? Oh, right. You know, they must be doing mm. what they're not supposed to be <laughs> that's doing. That's so funny. That's hilarious. Oh, God. oh, man. And then when the girl's parents comes home, and who was it? Teen? Oh no! Wait, Timo was oh. like, "Oh, oh yeah. yeah, I'm with this girl." No, it was what's Worm, her name? Wasn't it? Oh, so well, whoever was, yeah. and he was like, "What's her name?" And then Fran's like, "Susan." He's like, "Yeah, Susan." Yeah. He's like, "That's our daughter." <laughs> or earlier when Channing Tatum was like, "This is Betty," Betty. and she's like, "Bella." And yeah. He's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Crossing the teeth. It was funny because this is like I realized watching this that this was back because it was the first Channing Tatum movie. It led to like step up and all those movies and this was back before like i was jaded towards channing tatum like mm-hmm. now like his latest movie that he was in with sandra bullet i didn't even watch it i was like i don't Wasn't care it about yeah. you what? yeah like called lost city like oh yeah, yeah. it looked like right. dora yeah. the explorer but like for adults i kind of want to watch it yeah, i like dora the explorer <laughs> but i just i'm not excited about him anymore and yeah. i don't know if it's because magic mike gave us like too much of him mm. like he was everywhere yeah now i'm just jaded about his existence his one movie looks good his new one called dog Oh, yeah, about the dog. Yeah. It's about a dog? It's a dog. Yeah. A movie called Dog Dog About a Dog. Yeah. Crazy dog. (laughs) It's going to make you cry. He's probably going to die. I don't want to watch that either. I think that part was lit. I don't have any sort of (laughs) issues with it. The kids were being kids. They were swimming in the pool. Maybe they were drinking. They weren't supposed to do that. But at least they were in a safe environment, you know, all together. (laughs) It's not like they were roaming the streets, breaking things. Sure. Let's talk about Kenyon and Kira real quick because mm. I don't ship it. So, like, their whole relationship. Is that the baby one? Yeah. Oh, no. yeah so, that at was the hard. end, like, at, like it, it was, I was with it, like, up until the end. And even when Kira's like, you know what? Like, I support you. Go do your thing. I was like, okay, cool. And then he's like, no, but I want you to come with me. She's like, for real? Let's go. <laughs> and then she, like, 
is all excited again. And I, if I was her, I would be like, shut that down. Like, we're done. We're over. Like, I don't know. In my head, there's like some things that are like unforgivable and like dipping out when it gets hard is one of those things. And he like dipped. Like, I don't know. It made me mad. I was like, that, that ain't no love story. I don't like it. Yeah, that was a tough one. I mean, they were going through a really difficult, like, decision. And then she had to do it, like, by herself. Did mm. she, she ended up doing it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, when they Did were sitting on the front steps, he was like, I would have gone with you. And she's like, I my see. mom came with oh, me. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. I feel like since, one, I'm not a mom. And I've never really been in, like, a serious relationship like that. That, for me, I liked them. Because he did come back, and I get it. Like, you're a mom. You understand more things than I obviously do, so it might be more different. Well, yeah, different, it, but, different perspective. But I don't know. He came back, and he was there for her when he was like, oh, we're going to have this baby. And she was like, oh, well, I decided I don't want to have the baby. And yeah. I did appreciate that he was supportive about her decision, though, and he wasn't like, mm-hmm. what? Why did you do that? Blah, blah, blah. Like, it's my kid, too. Yeah. And he was just like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Like, whenever you want to go, we'll go do it. So I, I don't know. I feel like that part drew me in a little more for their relationship because of how supportive he was about her decision, but I do I get mean, your he perspective. he was supportive because that's what he wanted. Yeah. In the first well, place. Well, <laughs> but yeah, but then he came around, he was like, yeah, we're going to have this baby. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I saw it a different way than no, you guys. No, that's true. I think that's why it makes it so difficult because... Like, yeah, because you're a dad too, so you... You know, it's like, I, you know, they're young, he has his whole future ahead mm-hmm. of him, he's going to college, you know, he's going to try to do the best he can... And now there's all this responsibility that's like falling on his mm-hmm. lap. But it's not just his responsibility. He's doing it with somebody. Mm-hmm. And just them having to go back and forth and kind of like having to decide what to do next. I can see how difficult it is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she ultimately made the decision that she felt that she needed to do. And, you know, I'm glad that he respected her for making whatever decision she felt was best. But, yeah, it's a, it's it's hard. It's a hard thing to come I do think that's Mm -hmm. a really relatable storyline for Mm -hmm. like high schoolers watching this because there's a lot of them who have been in the exact same situation. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I just when she was like, you know, like it didn't seem to be, you know. You didn't have a problem with it when we were getting down, like you were. Yeah, getting I was like, you, you know? tell him. I was like, I'll get it. Yeah, <laughs> you right. Sure. You was there, buddy. <laughs> Takes two to tango, dude. <laughs> what did you guys feel about there not being so many f bombs by Mister Jackson? Oh, yeah, very family friendly. Is there any? Yeah, there was. Okay. I think by a couple players. Oh, it wasn't I, even I didn't even Sam. notice. Oh, that, maybe yeah. it was an f word. I know there was swearing. Even, there was swearing for sure. Maybe, maybe no f word. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that was interesting. He, in fact, he like comes down on the players for their language, you know, which is obviously very different from every other Samuel L. Jackson mm-hmm. role. It was funny. He was kind of the Captain America of the yeah of the story. I feel like this role embodies who Sam Jackson is. I feel like he's like that uncle that everybody like listens to, and you know, he's like fun but strict. You know, he'll like. Be, you know, be there with you and support you, but he'll be like, you better step back and, like, watch yourself. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he really, like, honed down on that. And I feel like, I felt like that was Sam Jackson. Yeah. I don't know Sam Jackson, but if I were to meet Sam Jackson, I feel it would be in, be like Ken Carter. Yeah. One of the other things I liked about this movie, so as I mentioned, this is kind of one that inspired me in my career path. This one came out in 2005. 2006 and 2007, so right after Freedom Riders came out, and then this other movie called The Ron Clark Story of Matthew Perry came out, and they're all kind of inspirational, like, teacher stories, but especially now looking back, both Freedom Riders and Ron Clark Story, it's kind of, unfortunately, kind of white savior stories of, like, these teachers coming into this inner city school and trying to kind of assimilate to the culture and being like, hey, kids, look, I can rap too kind of thing. <laughs> and they're and they're both true stories, and they're both inspirational teachers and figures who change kids' lives. Have like, you watched Pay It Forward? Oh, I freaking love that movie. Oh, man, yeah. Oh, dude, that's another really – oh, my gosh, that's a really good one. That's so sad. Edward James almost <laughs> is in that one, right? Uh, no, that's Stand and Deliver, which is also amazing. Oh, okay. I got – oh, yes. uh, Kevin Spacey's in Kevin Spacey's Pay It mm, Forward, right. unfortunately. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that movie is great. Stand and Deliver is great. Yeah, so um, – but I think what I liked about Coach Carter, especially now as an adult going back and watching it, is 
there's none of this. I'm coming from the outside and trying to fix you. Mm -hmm. It's I went to this high school. Mm -hmm. This is my community. Mm -hmm. These are my kids. And so he's able to connect to those kids in a way that is different from all these other stories. Yeah, absolutely. And I I just I really like yeah, that. Yeah, I felt it. In the end where they're like, Rich, what? Mm-hmm. Where am I from? Rich, what? Yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm from <laughs> Richmond. I'm not. But I felt it. Yeah, it's for sure. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family vgw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, I got a question for you guys. Okay. What's your biggest fear? <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> My biggest fear is that everyone throughout time will quote this quote about what is your biggest fear and, attri- <laughs> and attribute it to Nelson Mandela, even though he never said it and Marianne Williamson said it instead. That's a, that's an actual thing. I was going to say, is that a thing? Because yeah. very accurate. <laughs> Everybody, every single... So that that quote, what is your greatest fear? Mm-hmm. Our greatest fear is not that we are inadequate. Mm-hmm. It is that we are powerful beyond measure. So at one point I had that like committed to my memory mm-hmm. and because of this movie. Mm. And uh, and for years I thought it was Nelson Mandela. And it's been used in, in tons of speeches. Like Hillary Clinton used it in a speech. It's been used in all these speeches. And everyone's always like... This quote by Nelson Mandela said, what is our greatest fear? Our greatest fear is not. See? And it's like straight up not a Nelson Mandela quote. <laughs> I was quote. confused with that because my yeah. greatest fear is potato bread. <laughs> I don't understand potato bread. Is it bread or is it potato? Like I am scared of knowing exactly how they put those two things together because <laughs> it doesn't make sense to me. I'm dead. Oh, potato bread. Yeah. Like what is it? I don't want it. <laughs> I like a little oh brioche. You know, that's bread. Potato? No. I heard of zucchini bread recently. How do banana, you do that? How do you feel about banana bread? Oh. So what? banana bread is like just putting banana into bread. Is that the same as potato bread? I, Probably. I don't know. This See? isn't a bakery. I don't know. It's like, <laughs> do you just like mash a bunch of potatoes and like make it into a loaf? Those are like my two favorite Isn't that just... I love potato bread. Mashed potato? I've never had it, but... You never had potato bread? No, but it sounds good. Oh, it's good. Mm. I like it. Honestly, I I think that's why I'm scared, because it is good. And I don't want to know anything else about it. Warm up some gravy, maybe? Dip it in gravy? (laughs) But, I mean, you open this. Oh, my gosh. To be real, though, my greatest fear is death. Of all varieties, any capacity. I don't care, like... So, like, people are like, are you afraid of heights? If they can kill me, yes. Mm-hmm. Are you afraid of sharks? They can kill me, so yes. Anything that can kill me, I'm afraid of it. Mm. Yeah. Potato bread, What's not true? included. <laughs> potato bread could. I guess it could if I choke it. You could choke it, yeah, exactly. Watch out oh with that potato God. bread. That's so funny. What about you, Nicole? What's, well, your, what's oh. your greatest fear? Oh, God, this is going to get deep. <laughs> Just being a disappointment. Oh, snap. That's Yeah, that is deep. That yeah. is exactly to who, right. though? My parents mm. and my family and friends. Like, in a way, does that like mean? my parents, my sisters, and my very close friends? Like the people you value the yeah. most. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the way, does that mean it's almost the, the, you're afraid of being a disappointment to yourself? Because in a way, oh, like, I sure. feel like our family, for sure, we grow up with them. You know, we become like mm-hmm. you know what they create us into. Our parents, mm-hmm. and so yeah, like yeah, because I, I mean. I picture my life completely different at this age. I thought I'd be in my career right now, but no, things are just going on their own time, I guess. And I just got to keep reminding myself that because I compare myself a lot to my friends who all have 
career jobs right now and I get interviews, I don't get the job, so I'm just always like, what am I doing wrong? And then when I tell my parents I didn't get the job, I feel like a disappointment to them. I know I'm not, but it's just like a spiral, like, just keeps going deep. back around and around. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah, we could totally change this. No, no, no. I mean, but going back to, like, co- yeah, like Coach Carter, like, yeah. just going back to what I was talking about before, like, why I loved it is because you're able to break those barriers that are in a way stopping you, whether it's mm. the status quo or whether it is your own fears Mm -hmm. you know just breaking through those and creating your own path and even as you come and like experience all these different things you know you apply to all these different jobs you work at all these different jobs you know that still builds you up to be the person that you know you eventually like guide yourself to be Mm -hmm. i we we hold our own destiny i liked how with this movie it focused on a single team, a single season, mm-hmm. and that they mm-hmm. lost. Yeah. Was, and, yeah. And that all of the kids, like in the in the montage at the end, the kids like went to normal colleges. Mm-hmm. Some of them played basketball. Some of them didn't. Got a communications degree. Got a business degree. It wasn't so-and-so became the next LeBron James yeah. or so-and-so made a bajillion dollars. And, and I, I liked that. I liked that they didn't win the, the championship and have the Cinderella story. And the reason I like that is because I think that, like, Nicole, you're talking about kind of the, the this this weight of, like, expectation mm-hmm. and expectations for ourselves and for our future and for our lives. And I think whether it's in my in my students, I see that when I teach 12th graders and, and I thought I would get into XYZ University and I didn't. Or in my own life where I thought I would be Coach Carter mm-hmm. and change a bunch of lives and I'm 10 years in and I'm like, have I really done anything, you know, except for like babysat for 10 years? Like I have those moments. I have those thoughts where I'm like, mm. am I really changing anything? Like, and so I liked that it wasn't so much about the destination as it was about the journey that all these kids went through mm-hmm. to get to that point where, again, kind of going back to, so they could have choices. Mm-hmm. Cause I think for all of us, it's like we focus sometimes so much on the destination when so little of that is in our actual control. But even in like creating those, like having those, the opportunity to create those choices in that he disciplined them. He's like, you're going to make this, you know, you have to sign this contract and you have to be held accountable for it. You have to do these amount of push ups in order to come back to the team. He set these like, you know, these rules that they had to, you know, pretty much get themselves into. And I think that's, you know, in addition to why they're able to create these choices because they're like figuring out ways to really hone into their own discipline. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like when they were, you know, we talked about the running and how much he made them run, but you see in the very first game that they play with him, they're not tired and the other team Mm -hmm. is. And I feel like that's like a huge metaphor, Mm -hmm. just like, for life in general, whether it's discipline or whatever, is like sometimes we do things and we may not know why at the time, but then something happens, a moment arrives, and we're like, oh, Mm -hmm. like all of that was preparing us for this particular thing that we're going through. So You know, you mentioned LeBron James. This movie came out in 2005. LeBron James was drafted in 2003, but this is based off the 1999 Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who was LeBron James in 1999? That's pretty, true. I wonder they who. Did, yeah. Didn't they mention that? They yeah, did. They like, like, you're going to be the next LeBron, LeBron James. I'm not the next LeBron. <laughs> I'm the first whatever, whatever. <laughs> I'm the first true. me. I didn't think of that. Yeah. yeah, I just thought of it just now. I was like, wait a second. So maybe they didn't set it in the 90s. Maybe they just set it in 2005. Maybe. But it definitely still had some 90s vibes. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I also thought about how... Samuel L. Jackson, Coach Carter, didn't want his son initially on his team, and then his mm. son ended up becoming the MVP of his own team. Mm-hmm. And then breaking his dad's records. Yeah. That was dope. Yeah. I was like, dang, I wonder if he... It's like, okay, maybe I did make the right decision. Because yeah. he was like, you make your decisions and you got to live with the consequences. Mm. And I'm like, well, consequences are good for him, it looks like. so. Yeah, it was interesting, too, how he didn't want him to be on the team. It was right. almost like, like, I want better for you, mm-hmm. you know, than I, than I want for myself. Mm-hmm. And it kind of showed like his son was like, but this See, is better mm-hmm. for me. I, 
if I were Coach Carter and my son would want to play in my team, I wouldn't want him to play either. Mm. I wouldn't want him to play unless I know that he wanted to play for himself and not just because, you know, he's trying to prove something to his dad. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, and it, it felt like this was for him. Mm-hmm. So It'd be hard to coach your mm. kid, Yeah, I think. Um, I mean, he told him to do a, a All the crazy same amount of yeah. push-ups before. Yeah, and he ended up being like a leader on the team, yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. Until he went in the hot tub with that one girl. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So one of the things that I know, Alex, you mentioned, like, you don't love watching sports movies. One of the things that will turn me off from a sports movie is when I can tell that the people in the movie are not athletic or they don't know anything about, like, they're not actually playing anything. Like, I know I mentioned American Underdog a while back. I went to go see that, the, the Kurt Warner movie. Mm. One of the things I liked about it was Zachary Levi, like, actually learned how to throw a football mm-hmm. and spent a lot of time on the field with Kurt Warner, yeah. like, training so that those football sequences, you, when he got hit, it wasn't him, but the other time, like, it was actually him. Mm. And so what I thought was interesting with this movie is the actors ended up going through a three-week basketball camp before filming the movie and had to run, like, the same play over a hundred times to get the coordination exact and, and precise. And I think it comes through in the movie because Absolutely. there's like, it's very believable yeah. that these kids are playing this Especially game. Especially in that last game. Cause also, you know, sports movies, I feel sometimes like, for example, that Keanu Reeves movie that we watched. Yeah. The replacements. Mm-hmm. The replacements. I know it was kind of like a comedy, but you didn't really see them play sports. Mm-hmm. But that last, right. like that last, um, game like you i felt like i sat throughout the entire game watching them mm-hmm. and i was in it yeah. yeah yeah and all those blocks like those are really exciting to me i feel like the most exciting part of basketball is like when somebody just blocks mm-hmm. somebody's shot mm-hmm. a block and a dunk rare. yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay i don't know if it's you guys or if it's just me but whenever i'm watching a movie that has like a sports game involved or whatever and it's coming down to the last five seconds. And the last five seconds of the movie takes 10 minutes <laughs> and i'm counting down the clock i'm like the game should have been over like 30 seconds I ago. I mean, like, basketball like, can last 10 minutes for the last five no, seconds. No, but, like, the clock was, like, continuous for the five oh, seconds. Yeah. Like, he was dribbling down the court, and he ended up missing the shot or whatever. And I was like, this game was over two seconds ago. Like, yeah. come on. I don't know. I just think about that in my head, and that bothers me I a little bit with that. sports movies. I had, I yeah, I had a similar thought. So this director also made Save the Last Dance, and it gave off, like, these teenage... Like, the same kind of vibe as some of these other, like, teen movies. And then the one of the writers, he co-wrote One Tree Hill. Yeah, I could totally see those two correlating. Mm-hmm. Did, but I felt like this one wasn't as, like, cheesy, Dramatized. Yeah. yeah. Like, I For felt like sure. this one was a, a cut above yeah. those, mm-hmm. other, those other movies. Or I shows, agree. Yeah. yeah, One Tree Hill's more, like, for your teenagers, where this one is... Kind of for anyone, I feel like. I mean, I think it helps that it's based on a true story. Yeah, and sometimes it's hard to like take a story that's already you know been lived mm-hmm. and put it on screen, but I think they did a good job in like telling that. And it felt you know it's called Coach Carter, but it really felt like it was very much about the Oilers. Mm-hmm. I think that's yeah. what I appreciated a lot about this movie. Yeah, and it was because it's, you know, it happened in the late 90s. It was set in the early 2000s. It feels more relevant, I think, than some of the other, like, like Invincible and Glory Road and Remember the Titans. Like, I love all those movies. I, I'm a sports movie junkie. Like, I love it. I'll cry, I cry every time. Yeah, I love all those like, movies. Oh. But they're all set, like, in the 70s or during the Civil Rights era. And, and it's almost like, like, you know, Remember the Titans, it's like, and rightfully so, but football takes a way back seat to like mm-hmm. the civil rights era, like right and kind of everything that's going on. But this one, you still have like, I don't know, I still feel like it speaks to racial issues and it still speaks to like poverty and mm-hmm. the things that these kids are facing, but in a in a much more kind of modern way that is still relevant yeah, you know, absolutely. for people mm-hmm. right now. Because, I mean, I still feel like people still see the status quo as, oh, you're just, you know, you're only good enough to be a basketball player. Mm-hmm. You're not going to graduate from high school. You're going to go to prison or just end up dead somewhere. Mm-hmm. I feel like those things still exist. Mm-hmm. And so even though this movie is from 2005, it definitely relates to, you know, a lot of what's going on in, in 2022, yeah. really. Yeah. 
So let's let's rate it, right? Yes. Let's rank it. What do we think the movie itself, Coach Carter itself? Oh, I'm giving it an A+. Plus. I have to. I, like I said, really, really, really actually enjoyed sitting down and watching this movie. I think because it was a sports movie, it's a true story. And like I said at the beginning of this episode, just how well put together this movie was. Like you said, Alex, it's a true story. And sometimes it's hard to portray some of the things that have happened. Obviously, we weren't physically there to know what the true story actually was or how it played out. But I feel like with even Coach Carter himself, the real life Coach Carter saying that Samuel L. Jackson played him a 98.5, we said percent accuracy he wasn't a teacher he was just the coach yeah, <laughs> yeah right 98.5 <laughs> percent really accuracy i think that just kind of is a statement in itself that that director and everything just worked very hard to make sure that this story and movie was set just how it happened in real life yeah you know i think i will give this movie a 98.5 <laughs> nice that's an a plus <laughs> yeah. is it Haley? yes yeah. yes <laughs> I, like, I think it is teacher <laughs> yes, it is correct um, and honestly, I can't think of anything wrong with it. Yeah, it was good. Something I did, I'm trying to think of something I didn't like about the movie and I can't, I can't think of it. It was, it was, it was, a, it was a good watch. You know, you didn't even, like the contract. I I mean, I was just, <laughs> that was just me personally like life, feeling yeah. against like just this dude's, you know, the way he yeah. decided to coach the team. But even still, like just the reason that he did it for and the impact that it had on the kids it you know it means a lot and i feel like you know it, it's good to watch something like this cuz i felt vo- motivated by it i was mm-hmm. like wow you know like i got to you know i got to push forward you know i got to like you know do 2000 pushups a day yes <laughs> <laughs> but you know i think it's a it's a, it's a great movie and like even learning now that it's based off of a true story like i thought it was its own standalone film but it wasn't and i think that's kind of part of the magic of it. It's like it still feels like its own story, but it's also based on something that is real. And I think that's hard sometimes to do when you're like creating a movie that's already been lived. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was surprised to see it had such a low score on Rotten Tomatoes. It did? Yeah, it's critics consensus was 64%. Oh, wow. mm. User reviews 85%. Which, you know, whatever, Rotten Tomatoes isn't an, an authority by any means. IMBD uh, gave it a 7.3 out of 10. Yeah, so that's like a C. I mean, I would say I'd probably give it a B plus. It's kind of important to me. It's a fairly integral part of my career trajectory. So I'll, I will always have a fondness for this movie uh, and this story and for any really teacher movie, coach movie. Um they they kind of they tug at my heartstrings a little bit and they remind me why I do what I do and why I chose you know what can often be a thankless profession because it's not about that <laughs> it's not about the accolades and it's not about you know any of that stuff and so this is this is a good reminder for me you know summer vacation yeah. unwinding from the last school year and thinking oh do I ever want to go back to a classroom it was a nice reminder why I do what I do so yeah I'll, I'll give it a B plus solid B plus. Because it's a B plus, not an A because. Uh, <clears throat> I would say not an A because some of the performances annoyed me a little bit. Okay. And uh, just the kind of like Channing Tatum was a little, yeah. Uh, Ashanti was a little, eh. Okay. I can see but that. yeah. So that's why I wouldn't give it an A right. overall. Yeah. Uh, Samuel Jackson, however, uh, I will give an A. Mm-hmm. I think he did a great job. It was nice seeing a change of pace for him. Uh, no, you know, action sequences, no F-bombs, no snakes on a plane. Yeah, It, it was nice, yeah. It felt very I, grounded. I yeah, yeah i give him an A. I wouldn't give him the same, yeah. You know, I felt so connected to him so much that I wanted to leave his gym. And, yeah, I think he did a great job. I'd definitely give him an A. Yeah, I'll give him an A+. Plus. The fact that the real Coach Carter gave him a 98.5, I'm like, who am I to judge? <laughs> You're all, uh, he did not yeah. do a good enough job yeah. portraying this real so, dude who said that he did a great job. Yeah, He's yeah. giving him an A+, plus, I'll give him an A+. Plus. Yeah, because I mean, like, when people make these movies based on real-life movies that sometimes mm-hmm. aren't actually accurate to the story. Right. But from the sounds of it, it was very, very close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think that's hard. 
Yeah, I agree. I'm a sucker for a good biopic, too. Mm. Like, mm. I, I love the true story. Especially because, like, I don't know, stories like this, it's not, you know, like the Elvis movie's coming out. And oh, I, like, yeah. I couldn't be more excited about that. But also, everybody knows who Elvis is, you yeah. know? It's, it's not like we need to know his life story. Like, we right. know it. But this is, like, a coach of a high school basketball team from, like, small... Like, if they didn't make this movie, I never would have known... Right. anything about it right yeah. so i'm always a, a sucker for that's that a, yeah, that story small town hero coach yeah exactly just a regular guy as opposed to you know some yeah you know the king of rock yeah yeah reminds me of um the blind side too a little bit even though michael Orr did go on to play in the nfl the bigger league but i feel like it's kind of similar to that but i feel like this even one's then, a little bit like, better i didn't know because i'm not a baltimore ravens fan right, so right like i didn't even know who michael Orr was mm-hmm. or and i'm sure a lot of his fans even didn't know like his mm-hmm. origin story or whatever yeah. so yeah it was cool definitely a good feel-good story i will watch it again so give it a watch if you're into sports movies or feel-good movies true stories definitely one of my tops up there especially samuel L. jackson too but i think we had a great discussion about this movie and i feel like we all kind of agree came to a census that it's one of the better movies that we've watched so yeah, far. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's tell the listeners where they can find you guys. Cool, yeah. You can find me, Alex, at A-L-C-A-S-N-U-N on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find me, Haley, on Instagram at 30NerdyThriving. You can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Nicole underscore Eldridge and on Twitter at NAEldridge14. You could find the Pop Culture Junkie Podcast on Facebook at Pop Culture Junkie Podcast and join our Pop Culture Junkie support group. You can find us on Twitter at Pop Junkies, Instagram at pop.culturejunkies. And if you missed any of that, find us on our website, popculturejunkie.com. Get ready for our next Samuel L. Jackson 101 lesson by watching. Drum roll, please. <laughs> Captain Marvel. Woohoo! Ooh, yeah. Captain Very Marvel. Kind of excited. I may know a thing or two about Captain yeah. Marvel. I've seen it. I've I have seen it once. Sam Jackson seven times. is. He's not. Is he like the lead? How he prominent is. is his role? You know, I think I mean, he's the only lead character in this movie. Everyone else, I feel like he's like. The B character. In the Captain Marvel movie? That I don't know. I've never Brie Larson is the lead. Yeah. But I would say Samuel L. Jackson is like I don't remember. I watched, I don't remember him much in this movie. Nick Fury. I know. Save it for the show. All right. All right. All right. All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. And come back next week for another hit of Pop Culture. Pop Culture Junkie is a production of Pop Culture Entertainment Group. So entertain me, entertain me.